Hello and welcome to the Dreamers Do Podcast. This is episode one, our first episode. My name is Bill Winter and I'll be your host and I got my co-host here, Alex. Say hi, Alex. Hi, everybody. Uh, Alex is coming to us from Orlando, Florida, right down by Walt Disney World. And yes, again, this is our first episode of the Dreamers Do Podcast and I want to thank you for listening. Uh, the reason we are starting a podcast, uh, Dreamers Do Podcast, kind of sounds a little familiar if you don't know, uh, Dreamers Do Travels, that is our travel agency. Uh, Alex, why don't you tell them a little bit about our travel agency? So Dreamers Do Travels is a family-based travel agency out of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Um, we have agents across the continental U.S. We do book everything Disney, Universal, SeaWorld, um, a couple cruise lines, Royal Caribbean, um, Brand Cruises, Princess, Cunard. Um, we also do major U.S. hotels and sandals and beaches resorts in the Caribbean. Our services are free to you, so the same price you'd pay to book your Disney or Sandals or Universal vacation is actually the same price that you would pay going through us, but you get all of our free services. So we take care of your dining reservations, your fast passes, um, basically plan out your whole trip for you. That way you don't have to worry about doing all the extra work. Uh, we're also your one and only point of contact. So if you have any questions about your travels or your upcoming plans, we can take care of anything for you from payments to modifications to um, additions and cancellations. Awesome. Thanks for letting everybody know that. Um, and yeah, we are going to talk a lot of different topics. Our main focus, though, is Disney. We are Disney fanatics. The owners, my wife and I, uh, my wife is Liz, and we started this travel agency because of our love for Disney. We used to work at Walt Disney World. That's actually where me and my wife met at the world-famous Jungle Cruise. From there, we are now living in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania with three kids. Uh, but we started it because of our love for Disney and just couldn't, couldn't disconnect from Disney anymore. So we started the travel agency, which we are having a lot of fun with. And we, uh, our main focus is Disney, but we do, as Alex said, book a lot more. So the main topics that we'll be talking about is Disney. We'll throw a couple things in there about Universal and all that. But Alex, you know, we'll be able to talk plenty about Disney just because we love it. Every day. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we'll get right into it. Alex, what's the latest news you're seeing down there in Walt Disney World since you live right there? So down here, construction, construction. So we're seeing lots of updates to... Um, major intersections on Walt Disney World property. We're seeing, of course, all the new upcoming construction for Disney's Hollywood Studios with uh, the additions of Toy Story Land and Star Wars Land. So they're progressing very quickly with those. You can already see aerial pictures online. Um, the Slinky Dog coaster for Toy Story Land is mostly complete. And it looks like it's going to be awesome. Um, but mostly construction at Hollywood Studios. We, of course, have Pandora open at Disney's Animal Kingdom now. Um, and aside from that, that's the biggest things we're seeing is a lot of focus on Hollywood Studios. Awesome. And for Toy Story Land, from what we know now, uh, D23, which is next month, it starts in, on July 14th, which is a Friday. Uh, the rumor is, is that they're going to actually announce the opening date for Toy, Toy Story Land. Toy Story Land will be opening sometime next year with Star Wars Land opening a year after in 2019. Now, the latest rumor I have now heard this week about Toy Story Land, the rumor is it's going to open uh, July 2nd or 3rd of 2018, right before 4th of July, which, in my opinion, is crazy because if anybody knows, I, well, Alex, you know and I know uh, from working down there, uh, 4th of July at Disney World, stay away. <laughs> yes, any holiday is madness. Uh, I still remember working 4th of July years before me and my wife were just dating at the time, doing crowd control at the Magic Kingdom. I've never seen more upset guests than that night. Two-hour wait lines everywhere. Any ride you wanted to ride was two hours. didn't matter if it was a ride that never had a line, it had a two-hour line. Uh, then after the fireworks, the crowds just trying to get out of the park were nearly impossible then all those wonderful ecvs running into you were that was a painful yep. night <laughs> so i'm a little surprised that that rumor uh, right now has uh toy story land opening uh right there at beginning of july but part of me uh isn't surprised my biggest surprise about it being that time of year is just how far they are of construction um 
from the latest aerial views they put up there online, I just don't see how they're going to do it in July. My, my first opinion was when I heard they're going to announce it next month was mm, maybe September, October. I mean, what are your thoughts? Uh, I mean, there's more progress than I originally had thought looking at all the new aerial photos with the roller coaster going up and lots of vertical construction. So there's, they could definitely do it pretty quickly if they wanted to. Um, and this year with Pandora opening right around Memorial Day weekend, they had a really good influx of traffic from that. So I think it's planned well, but it's definitely going to be a very busy opening for sure, being around a holiday if they do keep that date. It'll definitely be interesting to see. I mean, what are your plans? Are you going to go there at opening again? Um, I might if it works out timing-wise and I'm brave. Maybe I'll stay at a Disney hotel and get those extra magic hour benefits and explore the park at night after the crowds leave. <laughs> you mean like Pandora? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Pandora. Wow. The world of Avatar, that was that is an amazing land. Uh, yeah, if you guys haven't had a chance to check it yet, if you're listening in, you, you definitely want to get down there and check it. Um, me and my wife had the luxury of doing the DVC uh, soft opening for DVC members and riding Flight of Passage and uh, riding the Navi River and it, it was um, it's amazing. Uh, Flight of Passage by far is the best ride on property. Uh, I think Alex, you probably can agree with me, right? Absolutely, absolutely. It's amazing. It's like a lot of people compare it to Soren on steroids or whatnot. I do agree, it's a more intense version of of Soren, but it's it's its own unique beast and it is amazing. And the queue, the, the queue is just amazing. Just it's a eight minute walk, seven eight minute walk if there was no line, just to get from the entrance to the ride. Uh, I think we had a, it's a lot of fun just checking out the whole queue and everything. Uh, yeah, so we got I got to see it on the DVC preview day and the day before it opening opened on soft preview when it was a little crazy, just be able to walk around and everything. And then Alex and I actually had the luxury. Um, extra magic hours the night of opening uh alex you want to tell them a little about our fun experience on <laughs> opening night extra magic hours <laughs> so bill and i decided to brave the crowds of the opening night extra magic hours um the line was massive it queued up in front of the pandora entrance in front of tiffin's and pizza fari it queued up back and forth and then stretched all the way down to africa then cut back to Festival of the Lion King. And then they utilized the queue for Festival of the Lion King to fill with people. Um, the line, I'd say, is, was about like three to four people wide. Um, it looked really intimidating, and I almost backed out of going, but I'm glad we stuck it. it out. I talked to it. Yeah, we made it into the park, or that section, I think, by like 11.15, so it wasn't that bad. No, I don't think it was okay. that bad. I, I just remember you calling me. I was back the... Uh, resort helping Liz get the kids uh, ready for bed and you call and like I don't know I don't know I'm like come on let's just try what's the worst we t- walk away and it wasn't it wasn't that bad uh, it got a little scary once we got in there and saw the line for flight of passage but I think it took us what maybe an hour yeah it was about an hour so it really wasn't that bad at all so we got right flight of passage and then then the other fun started with the whole uh, getting into the gift store uh, they made you actually wait in a line which how long was that, Alex, would you say, whenever we got in line? I feel like it was around 45 minutes, is roughly, because I know we made our purchases around 145-ish, a little bit later. So I feel like it was like 45 minutes in line. Yeah, it was It was interesting. I think about half, uh, half a little bit over halfway through the line, a uh, manager came out and actually told everybody there was no more Banshees left. And if anybody hasn't heard about what these Banshees are, they are the hottest toy at Disney World. Uh, well, they're $50 for a Banshee, uh, and you can buy a perch for $14.99. Now, what these Banshees are, they come in like five different colors. Uh, they're the Banshees, like what they ride in the uh, movie and everything. Um, five different colors you can pick from, and you get to adopt a Banshee. So you go in there, you pick out the color you want, they show you how to work it. It actually uh, sits on your shoulder. There's a little magnet that goes underneath your shirt that holds it on in place. And you actually have a little control that goes behind your back to control the mouth, the head moving, and the wings. So it's pretty cool. But we waited in that line, and about I want to say about 10 minutes before we got in the gift store, they came out and announced that they ran out of Banshees. 
Uh, and that where it scared off, I'd probably say a couple people, not too many. We still stuck it out because I wanted Alex to see the gift store since he hadn't seen it yet. Uh, but when we got in the gift store, <laughs> we did get a show, didn't we? <laughs> oh, yeah. So there's a guest in there arguing with one of the managers. And it, we couldn't really understand why. They did run out for the most part, but this guest also already had a banshee on her shoulder. So we're really not – didn't really get a whole heck of a lot of information, but it was definitely a sight to watch them throw a tantrum. But they already had a banshee because it really didn't make sense to me, but maybe they were wanting a different color or something. It did not. She was arguing that it was unacceptable that they ran out of banshees. They should have prepared better, and it, it, she's really upset she couldn't get a banshee. And we're all looking at her like, there's a banshee sitting on her shoulder. Why is she freaking out? Meanwhile, I go up to a cast member and say, Are you, you don't have any left, really? And she goes, well, we have this one over here in this orange color that nobody seems to really want. I'm like, I'll take it. You only want to look at it before you take it? I'm like, nope. So I got that one. I look over. There's one sitting in a box next, next to the register that I guess somebody decided they didn't want. So I said, is anybody taking that? They said, apparently not. I'm like, I'll take it too. <laughs> so as this lady sitting there arguing with a manager about how unacceptable it is, I'm walking by her with two banshees in my hand towards Alex, and Alex has that big la- laughing smile on his face. <laughs> like, how'd you pull that off? <laughs> and we and we got those mainly for uh, our travel agency for a giveaway. Uh, actually, at the Peters Township Community Day here in Peters Township, we are, we gave one away as part of a raffle. Uh, we still have one left we'll use for future raffles of some sort. But yeah, we have banshees. <laughs> and, and I think they're still out of stock, right? Or are they back in stock? Um, they're in and out of stock. So the last couple of times I've been there, I've gone there. They've had none. I've gone there when they've had only one color. And I believe the last time I was in there, they had, it looked like a couple colors last week. So um, there, it was last Tuesday. So they're coming in and out, in and out of stock. It just really depends. They're still selling like hotcakes. Um, but definitely they're trying to keep up with the, the demand and try to keep all the colors in stock. The question is, are the people buying them to have them or are they buying them to sell them? <laughs> I think it's a little bit of both. <laughs> I, I haven't checked eBay lately. I remember when we were down there and I, I checked eBay, the $50 Banshees were going for $200. Yeah, they were. Yeah, it's, it's insane. Uh, why don't you tell them a little bit about the food in Pandora? So Pandora food. So do not go to Pandora expecting any typical park food. Um, It's really, truly an amazing, I'd say, leap forward in food quality for parks or food expectations. Um, I've eaten the, like, lunch dinner menu, and I've also had their breakfast. Um, It's kind of similar um, to ordering Chipotle. So you'll pick your your proteins. You're going to have chicken beef, uh, fish, and tofu, and then you'll pick, like, your base or, like, your your carbs. Um, so they have, like, a kale and quinoa. They have a potato hash, rice, and then I think just a kale option. And then you'll have a variety of different dressings you can choose to kind of give it add flavor. Um, but the food is just amazing. It comes out on actual bowls with actual silverware and just tons of flavor. Very filling, like the portions are quite huge. It's uh, actually hard to fill or to finish, but it's just so much flavor. Breakfast and dinner both. I've had a couple different brec- or dinner options and um, only once at breakfast, but it's always, every single time has been amazing. And it's nice to not have uh, tons of fried food. It's all like freshly prepared. What do you guys think of it, Bill? You guys had it before I did. You guys were raving about it. Oh my gosh, you're making me hungry right now for it. <laughs> Uh, I thought it was great. In my personal opinion, I was in a character dining at Tusker House there for a sit-down meal. I would, I would probably, if I was on a dining plan, skip using it, skip using one of my sit-down meals there, and just do quick service at uh, out in Pandora. I mean, I just thought the food was fresh, tasty. Uh, it was just, it's different. It is definitely different, but it was fresh. It's, it's so much different than any other quick service on property. Um, I just, I would definitely do that over any, I mean, Tusker House is great for breakfast. I'm not a huge fan of it for lunch. Um, Yak and Yeti, I wasn't, it wasn't bad food. I didn't like the staff as much, but I mean, I've heard that a lot, but just that food was just so fresh and that dessert. 
Which dessert did you have? I've tried the blue cheesecake dessert. So it's um, like a purple cheesecake layered with like a blue kind of like coating on the outside. And then it has a dollop of a passion fruit um, kind of like whip stuff on the top. So it's a mixture of flavors. Yeah, that's what I tried also. And I thought it was it was cool and unique. What do you think about those? What are those little balls that they had on the meals? The, were they like bobas or something? So yeah, it's popping boba. So all of the meals, even like your savory food, is going to come with popping bobas on top. It's They're white in color. I really haven't pinpointed the flavor of the ones that come with the meals, but it's just a nice little unique addition to the food. I couldn't figure it out either. I was, either, I was even tasting them by themselves, like sitting there. What is this? Like, I figured it was some sort of like sauce or something they made to kind of compliment the meal real well and it tasted good with it it's just i just couldn't i definitely couldn't pinpoint either what it was but i think uh yeah. from what i remember from pandora i know from opening night uh it was pretty dark uh, in my opinion i thought it was uh, the bioluminescence were really cool looking but in my personal opinion that night it was it was tough if you're with how much crowd was there and it was dark i mean it was you could walk into people a lot easy or i mean really easy compared to during the day, uh, what do you, has it gotten any better since then? I know you've been to that. How many times you've been to Pandora now? Five, I think eight. I believe. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Dead serious. <laughs> Mild obsession. <laughs> the joys of living ten minutes from there. Um, I do agree though. The, the first night was definitely is very dark, which definitely gave the bioluminescence more of an impact. Um, I think because of that, maybe the first couple nights it being so dark, they've brightened up the. Uh, the lights in the area quite a bit just to make sure that people are safely um, able to walk around the land and not have any complications. So it was very dark when you and I were there. I was actually quite shocked. AKA they probably had enough complaints. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess that's a, that's a lot about Pandora we put out there, but uh, it's uh it's definitely a place that you guys want to get to check out as soon as possible. Um, yeah. The crowds are going to be a little nuts here and there, but I mean, the flight it's of passage. Not, is yeah, it's thing. not bad. The f- wait times for flight of passage have been averaging between like 95 minutes to 150 minutes, um, probably average 120, but definitely worth it. I mean, it's amazing and so unique and just like they really did a great job. It's not just like another ride. It's like the ride to ride. Um, it's really it's just unexpected. I didn't know what to expect. And when I went out with Bill, like all I could say was I couldn't stop smiling. I could not stop smiling. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that ride is just—it's it, it, in your dreams. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can't wait to get back down there and ride it again. Which don't know if you know this, Alex, yet, but I know Liz is trying to push me for the end of January, beginning of February. That's when she oh. really wants to go down. I already looked at it because reason she likes it at that time. You're one. It's um. It's what they call Catholic week at uh, Lily's school. So she actually can miss a week of school. So one was that, too. She looked at flights, and for round trips southwest for five people, 700 bucks. Wow, you can't beat that. Yeah, so that's one of the reasons. I looked at DVC points, and they didn't look too bad at that time. So I don't know if we might do something like that. I don't know. We're, 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 we're working on it, but we are kind of leaning towards January, February. The only thing that's kind of... Uh, scaring me away is like ooh, toy story lands open in july possibly do i want to wait till closer to that or i don't know maybe you guys <laughs> can squeeze in a disney cruise that's a good time to cruise because it's nice and it's cheaper well, that's that time of year yeah that's her other thought was well we can book disney world now and get the flights and if a good cruise comes around that we want to do we can always switch it and do a cruise instead or do a land and sea package so I don't know. We're thinking about it. Uh, I know she really wants to get on a Disney cruise. Uh, we, we we obviously sell a lot of Disney cruises to clients, so she wants to really get on one for the first time. So we'll see what happens, but we'll, we'll probably end up being down there beginning of January and end of February, mainly because of the prices, and it's just it's a lot easier in the parks because it's not as busy. So I think that's one of the better time of years to go. Um, yeah, I agree. After at least one week after New Year's, it slows down substantially. Yeah, New Year's is a big no-no to me. But after as soon as it starts quieting down, I wouldn't mind getting down there. I mean, yeah, is it going to be a little cooler? You can't use the pool. I mean, you might get a day in the pool if it's warm enough. But if I don't like sweating as much, I would rather be a little cooler during the day where I can wear shorts and a t-shirt and 
Other people are still bundling up and stuff. And at night, maybe put a hoodie on. I'm fine with that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's nice to have like a cool uh, change of pace for down here. Yeah, that's one thing I liked about living down there in the winter time. It was it was it wasn't cold, but it wasn't hot. It was like that nice temperature. Liked it when I walked down my stairs from the third floor. I wasn't soaked in sweat by the time I got to my car. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good late weight loss program when I lived down there in the summer, though. Didn't have to change any of my eating habits, just sweat. <laughs> uh, what else is going on with all the resorts? I know there's a lot of construction there, too. Yeah, lots of, I, haven't, I haven't seen any in person yet, but just online, lots of construction at Caribbean Beach Resort. Coronado Springs, um, Pop Century is renovating all of their rooms, one building at a time. I'm trying to think of other... I think that's the, the three major ones that I've... Like, you know, of course... Oh, actually, no. Uh, Wilderness Lodge, of course, the expansion there is still undergoing. How's that coming? Is that, that should be almost done, right? Should be almost finished up. How is it you guys did there a couple nights this past trip? How did you guys like it over there? You know, I'm spoiled a little bit. I mean... Our home resort for DVC is Saratoga, and I love it there. But our favorite one right now is uh, Beach Club. So this time we tried to do something different. So what we did, we did two nights at Art of Animation, paid for that. And then we did our DVC points for the rest, and we did Wilderness half and Saratoga the second half. And <sighs> Wilderness, it's a nice resort. One, the construction was a little rough because to get to the pool, you had to walk all the way around. And the quick, quick service was closed too, so you had to walk all the way around. So we never really got to take advantage of our refillable mugs. But I don't know. It was just the ambiance of the whole uh, setting there wasn't wasn't my favorite. I would rather have the bright lights, clean look, than the dark cabin look, in my opinion. I think Liz was the same way. I think it was, a, it was nice to try, but I don't think we'll stay there again. I would rather, if I wasn't staying at Beach Club, I would want to actually stay on the monorail line where you can just walk up, get in there, right through security, right on the monorail, and you're there at the Magic Kingdom. It makes it easier. Have you guys stayed in Bay Lake Tower? We stayed there the time before. I liked it. I didn't think Liz liked it, but apparently she did. She told me after last time, actually, she really liked Bay Lake. I think after seeing some other places, she realized how great Bay Lake was. <laughs> but my, my personal opinion is I would love to always stay on the monorail line. Especially now that, I don't know if anybody knows this yet, but the security change is phenomenal. Anybody listening, and you'll know uh, know it or not, but um, the security lines used to be right there at the main gate at the Magic Kingdom. And you got off the monorail or got off the bus or the boat, and you had to hop in a line. You'd go all the way down to the middle and up the middle through security to get into the park. They moved all the security out of there. Now if you come in from car... Um, you go through security at the TTC before you get on the monorail. If you live, or if you're staying at one of the monorail or the resorts on the monorail line, you actually get through security right there at the resort before you get on the monorail. So it's so much more wonderful to just be able to get off the monorail and as soon as you go down that little ramp, turn left versus going all the way down and you just hop in line and get in the park. It just the clutter isn't there. It wasn't like chaotic and sitting in long lines. What do you say, Alex? Yeah, it's much nicer. It's much more efficient. Uh, they have more space to get the security lines working and just have more more space to have more security just so everybody gets to go through quicker. I would say the only drawback we had the whole time, and I, I know they said they were working on it because they knew it was a problem, if you went through security at one of the hotels uh, on the monorail line, you got to TTC, you switch over to the Magic Kingdom, or beyond magic, over to the Epcot monorail, which everybody went through security already to get on that monorail. As soon as you got off that monorail and went uh, down the ramp, you had to go through security again. And <laughs> security line there was nuts. I think we waited like 20 minutes in security line. So you had to go through double security to get into Epcot. And they said they're still trying to figure out a way to uh, eliminate that. Hopefully... Hopefully they figure that out soon because I know it wasn't me that was a little annoyed, but I heard of some other people starting to actually throw a little fuss with people about it. So you'll have to figure out a way to like really <laughs> corral the people getting off the monorail to have them enter like separately, so they're not going through security a second time. <laughs> you have to figure it out. You gotta make it work. Yeah, but 
I mean, overall, they've done a lot better with it, and I see it going the right way right now. So hopefully they just figure that one little hiccup up there, and uh, they'll be in good shape. Uh, but, yeah. Well, since we're talking about the resorts, Alex, what is your favorite resort? My personal favorite resort is uh, Animal Kingdom Lodge Jumbo House. I enjoy I enjoy that it's actually far away and kind of quiet. I know it's like for some people it's too far out, but I like that. I know when you're out there, it's just like really serene. It's really quiet. I like having the savannah right there. Um, but I just like the overall architecture and the feel of the hotel. It's very warm, but also very quiet and kind of have your own space. What is your favorite hotel, Mr. Bill? Ooh. Well, right now I'd probably say Beach Club because of the pool. I think that pool is amazing. I like going to Hurricane Hannah's and get like a meal there and cocktails and be able to like hop in that pool. My Two of my three kids are able to stand in that sand bottom pool and walk around and have some fun and play in the sand. Uh, that and because it's only like a five minute walk over to Epcot. Uh, but if I had to say my overall favorite resort to be at, I haven't gotten to stay at it yet, but to like hang out at, check out and all that stuff, I would probably say Polynesian, uh, mainly because I love Ohana's. I love the setting there. I love the pool there. I just, we got to stay there sometime. I think that's what we're trying to go for January, but overall the favorite resort to actually stay at would probably have to be beach club right now. You know, I'll stick with that until I stay at Polynesian and I'll probably fully flip over to that. Good reasoning. They do have the best pool on property. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. That's the toughest pool to get in. That's why they're they're over at Beach Club. They actually make you scan your magic band to make sure you're staying there before you get into the pool area because so many people want to hop in there. Because uh, actually, for DVC members, you're allowed to go pool hopping at any resort, I believe, else that, except for Beach Club and Bay Lake. And the reason Beach Club because Beach Club has the most popular pool and everybody be jumping over there. And Bay Lake, the reason they don't let you pool hop there is because anybody could say they're going to the pool there, DVC members, and park over at Bay Lake and then walk over to the Magic Kingdom. So they're trying not to pre- they're trying to prevent everybody parking there to go to the Magic Kingdom. So those are the only two I think you're not allowed to pool hop as, as a DVC member. Hmm, I didn't know that. Yeah, but uh, the best thing they do though at Beach Club is make you scan your Magic Band so it doesn't get chaotic. I mean, it still it keeps busy. it controlled. Yeah, it still gets busy. It just doesn't get out of control busy. How about favorite park? So I've been on the fence with this one. So my favorite park used to be Animal Kingdom and then transitioned to Epcot for like the last five years just because I love the festivals. And I still feel like it's Epcot, but with Pandora's addition to Animal Kingdom, I'm starting to sway back to the Animal Kingdom side of things. But I really really do love Epcot's festivals. Um, They're both nice and lengthy. I love, you know, getting out of work and heading to the park and just walking around the World Showcase and enjoying Flower and Garden Festival or Food and Wine Festival. Um, it's just a ton of fun, and it's a great way to be social with friends. But I do Animal Kingdom as a special place because I worked there. So I'm between the two, but I don't know. I'm, I'm starting to sway back to the Animal Kingdom side of things. Man, I'm completely different than you. I would have to say I'm a little more higher on Animal Kingdom, but Animal Kingdom was always number four on my list. I mean, I liked hanging out there, but to me it was always a half-day park. Now it's not a half-day park. It's more of a full day. If I had a pick, I would still say Magic Kingdom. It always has a part of my heart. Uh, I worked at Hollywood Studios at One Man Stream at one point, but working at Magic Kingdom was just, it was magical. I liked working the Jungle Cruise. I liked working Pirates. Yeah, it was the worst park to work in if you wanted better hours, but it, it was just a fun, it was so much fun to work at that park. Uh, being, able, being able to hear wishes every night, hear, well, what it used to be wishes and Spectro Magic. Uh, I love, love, love working Spectro Magic. I was, it brought me to tears the day they stopped doing Spectro Magic and I heard they tore down the floats and everything. I cried a little bit. Yeah, it's completely gone, I've heard. Oh, yeah. They, they, they let us sit out and rot so long, they just ripped it up. But, um, yeah, Magic Kingdom is always going to be my favorite. It's got a lot to do, a lot of stuff to do there. Uh, it's the first park in Walt Disney World. It's just, it's, it's got the magic. I'm not saying the other parks don't have the magic, but I, I feel like it has more of the magic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I would have to say if I went in order, it would go Magic Kingdom, Epcot, 
right now until what happens with Star Wars Land and Toy Story Land, I would have to say number three right now for me would be Animal Kingdom and then Hollywood Studios because Hollywood Studios just, that's a half-day park right now with all the construction going on. It's quite small. Definitely with the new additions of the two new lands, it's going to be very, very helpful and critical to having the park be continue to be successful. If you had to list them in order, uh, favorite to least favorite, how would you go? Um, let's go probably like Epcot, Animal Kingdom, Magic Kingdom Studios. For me, Magic Kingdom's a it's a huge commitment. So if I want to go there, um, it's it's like a I don't know. I have to have a really good reason, just because like parking and taking the bus and monorail. It's just like very time consuming just to get to the park. So I don't go there as often as I go to the other parks. Yeah, it's a lot tougher to pull that off. Going, oh, I'm gonna go eat at this resort. Stuff to security more because they'll they'll read your magic band. Go, oh really? <laughs> I got away with it a couple times our last trip at like Polynesian and uh, where else? At uh, Contemporary. But the last day we were there, I said we we're gonna go eat at. Kona and he goes but you don't have a reservation I said oh we're gonna try walking up to it well we're on a parking freeze so we can't let you park here then I gave him those sad puppy dog eyes and he said well I'll let you go this time <laughs> so uh, I've had that happen before at Polynesian they're quite strict most of the time with the parking well I'd have to say this is the first time going down there pulling into the Polynesian I was actually able to find parking because we went there a couple times for Kona cafe ohana's and then some other times we went there it was a lot easier to park there than normal normally i'm sitting there driving through uh up and down lanes looking for a spot and there's never anything there i just finally give up and just do valet alex what would you say is your favorite restaurant my favorite restaurant oh this is a tough one there's so many great options my heart always jumps to um ohana at the polynesian resort just because the just the whole atmosphere. The food is always great. Um, it's a really good positive energy. You can watch the fireworks from the restaurant. Um, that's where I always like to jump. I do also love Cape May Cafe because I love everything seafood related. So the fact they have unlimited snow crab legs makes my stomach very excited. But I'd say overall Ohana is probably my favorite restaurant. What would you say is yours? I, I totally agree. <laughs> Ohana's... <laughs> is a must every trip we try to change up a lot of our dining reservations every trip but ohana's is always required in my books i gotta get the bread i gotta get all that meat and i have to get that dessert oh my gosh but i will have to say i've had dreams after the last trip of sanaa oh yes 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 ekendani village i'm there first time there and oh that bread platter Whew. That was amazing. I've had dreams about that bread platter. <laughs> I think that is a new place that we have to go a lot more. Not giving up Ohana's, but <laughs> definitely another one I want to try. But yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, feel like Sanaz, I feel like Sana is underappreciated by people. I, I, I agree. I mean, I did, I'll be honest. I always wanted to stay clear of it because I'm like, eh, I'm not going to like that type of food. We even stayed there years ago out of the Kadani village and we never went there to eat and this last time we went there for the first time and I was just like wow I've been missing out on this <laughs> yeah I'll definitely have to go there again Cape May we usually go a bunch we didn't go this time I, I like it a lot more than Liz likes it uh what else have we tried like, I would stay with Hannes but what else is new that I've been liking so much uh we tried that um that you guys like the boathouse boathouse can't go wrong with the boathouse it's it's expensive i will say that i mean if you're well if you're on the dining plan it's two dining points so that's expensive there too but the food there is always good i love the liz likes the crab stuff with uh, or the lobster stuff with crab and i love my filet mignon there but the the service the service there is just amazing they're just awesome there but else and that was out we tried uh hollywood and vine for dinner they have that new every different season it was like mini springtime festival or something and it was actually really good i liked it a lot the characters were pretty cool but i mean that, that was a little different and I, I thought that was pretty i thought that was pretty awesome but again i just always comes back to Johannes. <laughs> that's where i was that's my favorite that's my go-to you, you can't go wrong with it. it just 
I've never had a bad experience there. I'd have to say I've had times where they've they've seemed to rush you, but the last couple of times it's been a little more relaxed. I don't know if maybe because my kids are getting a little older that, that it just seems like it's going a little more relaxed. Maybe it was before it was just crazy because they're out of control. Well, they're always out of control, but they're a little less out of control. But it's been a little nicer the last couple of times. Um, yes, it's been definitely more steady, like just more easy to get in. It has been so chaotic, I think. Yeah. Um, still tough to get dining room reservation for, though. That, um, I think Chef Mickey's, like last time we were looking when we were down there, even looking for something to, to switch, Chef Mickey seemed to be available a lot more often still than ever. Usually that thing's always booked, but it wasn't this time. It was always, the only things that were always booked now these days are Ohana's and Be Our Guest. Be Our Guest is hard to get. Which I like. I mean, I don't like the dinner that much. I'd rather get breakfast or lunch, but I mean, I I don't understand why that's always so busy. I mean, I know it's newer, but come on. I can think of a million other places I'd rather go than Be Our Guest, in my personal opinion. Yeah, I agree. It's I mean, it's all good food. I've had the, the lunch... Or the breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I, I like them all, but I know they've also changed the menu on the dinner. My favorite item is gone, but um, I do agree that there's better options out there. Um, in the park, there's definitely quite a few options for Magic Kingdom. Yeah, and I, the last time I was there, they were doing some construction. It looked like to Cosmic Rays. What are they doing there? Do you know? Oh, I'm not sure. I know they're refurbishing it, so it's definitely... I think they're going to do it uh, section by section refurbishment. It looks like they might expand it a little bit to have a little more seating room. I know they did that already where they enclosed the outside seating over the water, um, which was, a, I think, a good, a good idea. But, yeah, if they're expanding, that'd be great. Um, while, while we're talking about restaurants, one thing I do remember hearing, uh, I knew it was like that before. I knew Pandora had the, you can order your food on, on the phone now, on the app, ahead of time, the quick service. But I hear um, it's rolling out to, like, Pizza Fari, um and what flame tree and all that they're starting to roll out and then in the next couple months they're actually going to roll it out to all the other quick services throughout the walt disney world do you hear about that oh i didn't know they're rolling it out i knew it's it's definitely been successful at pandora the mobile order and pickup um it's definitely underused i think i haven't seen as many people using it as there could be but um so if you're visiting pandora definitely take advantage of ordering your food on the phone um, it'll definitely save time. The lines haven't been too bad for lunch or dinner at Pandora, but it's a cool feature to be able to order your food ahead of time. Uh, when you get to the destination, you actually click on the application that you are here physically, and they get your food out for you. So it's really convenient, especially if you know what you want. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I haven't gotten used to it yet, but definitely something we're going to use next time. Hopefully it'll be at all the other parks by the time we come back down there, because I just think it makes it easy just to be able to go up there and pick up your order and go sit down and relax instead of how to sit in line. Probably makes it easier on them, too. And it cuts down, cuts the lines down as well. Plus, it probably cuts down, I know this is Disney talk here, but let's be honest, cuts down on their cost of uh, uh, cast members, too, probably having to sit there and take orders. Yeah, if it's all digital on the phone now, it definitely cuts out that... Uh person taking your order depending on you know how popular it gets yeah definitely but um yeah else than that um over at magic kingdom food wise i guess I, if beer beer guess is definitely popular but if i was gonna pick somewhere i'd rather eat i'd rather get a casey's hot dog than beer guest Ooh, i do i like hot dogs but i still think i'd be i do be our guest over that there's a couple entrees in there i like um, let's see here. I haven't tried the jungle, the jungle cruise skipper canteen yet. Eh, eh. Not a huge fan. You know, we went there what October last year with my family. I don't think anybody liked it. <laughs> I can't remember if anybody actually said, "Wow, this is great." I mean, it was slow, like really slow. Um, the food was just. Uh, I think actually in our travel agents group, uh, someone asked the question about it, and I think Ellen and Matt liked it. I think someone else said they liked it, but else than that, I mean, most people were giving it bad reviews that went there. I mean, 
I just I just wasn't a fan. I mean, the food was just blah to me. I mean, I'd, I I would rather eat anywhere else. There, I'd rather eat at Pecos than at, for a quick service and sit down at Skipper Canteen. Wow, I know they've changed the menu at Skipper Canteen, trying to um, entice people to come in and check it out. But it definitely has not been successful like other um, table service dining options at the Magic Kingdom. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's got a neat feel to it. I mean. They're obviously trying to be more like skippers, but I mean, when I, I went in there, I mean, I'm, I'm a former former Jungle Cruise skipper. I think if you're going to make a, a restaurant themed after the Jungle Cruise, you'd get some jokes out of the the people there. Yeah, they were very, uh, they were nice. They were really nice people, but I was expecting goofy, goofy people. I mean, that's how skippers are. Actually, do the ride. They are goofy. They're a little out of control. They're not always on the script, but they have fun with it. They try to make it so people laugh. I don't think I laughed in that restaurant at all. And it's just not what you expect from a, 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 a restaurant themed after a goofy ride. <laughs> yeah, I'd expect a little more theming with the cast and making sure they at least. I mean, come on, we're um, sitting playing there, the part. Yeah, I mean, we're sitting there on the ride making fun of things, pretty much. Uh, here's a butterfly measures anywhere from 12 inches to a whopping one foot jokes like that corniness but there's just nothing of that just not what I was not was that what I was expecting but food wasn't gr- the greatest and the cast were nice but wasn't what I was expecting but I always go to Casey's for hot dog that's what I used to I used to love doing that on breaks when I get my half hour break at the jungle cruise I switch shirts into a basic shirt I was already in khaki pants and I was running over and getting a Casey's hot dog. I know you could do that. That's awesome. <laughs> That's all you got to do. I mean, the, the khaki switch the shorts. Shirt. Yeah, they just switch the shirts. Take off the shirt. Put on a regular t-shirt. You're in khaki shorts. I mean, but it was, I go over there and get a hot dog. When I could afford it. Uh, so maybe like once a month, twice a month. Else than that, <laughs> I ate a lot of Uncrustables and full throttle energy drinks. Ah, was, healthy diet. Yeah I, w- yeah, I was on a very healthy diet down there. I think uh, the start of my shift was get off the bus at the bottom of the tunnel, stop in the Mouseketeria, two Uncrustables, one uh, one full throttle. The Uncrustables were gone by the end of the tunnel. The tunnel was, what, maybe a quarter mile, a quarter mile long. <laughs> uh, full throttle done before I got on stage. And <laughs> lunch was sometimes the same exact thing. <laughs> I have a little addiction in the past to Uncrustables. I can see that. <laughs> I might still have one. I might not get enough of them. <laughs> when you guys go on your first Disney cruise, it's something you can order. So, Wait, what? Oh, yeah. I believe they have them for um, the kids on the Disney cruise ships, Uncrustables. Really? It might, it might even be on the room service menu. I have to double check. That's one thing I was trying. I noticed different at the resorts this time. I mean, I, I always like to get an Uncrustable at the resort. They always had them sitting out there. They don't. The, what was it? Wilderness Lodge. I didn't have it out there because they didn't have quick service. But Art of Animation and Saratoga did not have them out there in the afternoons. They were there till like for lunchtime and breakfast, but they didn't have them out there for dinner. Hmm. And there's plenty of times I went to go fill up the mugs later at night that I wanted my Uncrustable. <laughs> I did not get my Uncrustable. I got my Uncrustable like once the last trip. I was wow. a little depressed about it, yeah. As I said, I have an addiction in the past on Crustable. So when I go to Disney, I want my Uncrustable. It makes me feel at home. I to make like a <laughs> pre-Costco adventure before checking into the hotel. <laughs> That's not the same. I like getting it from Disney. <laughs> um, what else we want to talk about? Oh, fireworks. I mean, first thing I'll talk about is Happily Ever After fireworks show. Wishes is my all-time favorite. It will always be my favorite. It has a part of my heart from when I worked there. I love listening to it. Uh, I love the feel of it. I'd have to say Happily Ever After is a great fireworks show. It's a little more of the projections involved with it than before. It still has the fireworks and everything. Not as much, but it, it's a good fireworks show. It's a, it's a really good fireworks show, but wishes will always have a part of my heart. One thing I like they did with it, uh, you haven't seen it yet, have you, Alex, right? No, I haven't made it over there yet. I need to. Can I not spoil anything? Should I not say anything? No, you're good. You're good. I've watched online videos. Oh, okay. So you're like me. You saw it before you went down there because you couldn't wait. Yep. 
I'm one of those people. <laughs> I like where they put Tinkerbell. I do like that. Yeah, I mean, I like that Tinkerbell is not at the beginning. I like that she kind of comes at a big height of the music and everything towards the middle end. I thought that was a, a good touch to it. Gave you those goosebumps like, whoa. I like that they kept her part of the show as well. What is your favorite fireworks show? Uh, my favorite actual fireworks show I really enjoyed in 2008, the Pirate and Princess Party, but um, I say overall, I do like Wishes. Um, it's definitely like lots of memories watching this show. I think the music and the fireworks are synchronized so well. And it's really it's just very impactful, but um, yeah, just it has a lot of memories incorporated with Wishes. So I'd say Wishes is my overall favorite. So we're both stuck on Wishes, so... Let's switch the question up a little bit. What is our favorite fireworks show that's currently running? Um, I'd have to say probably Illuminations. I do like the Star Wars fireworks, though. Hollywood Studios, I do enjoy those. I think they're it's a mixture of projections on the Chinese theater and then also the fireworks, of course, as well. But I do, I'm a big Star Wars person, so I really enjoy that as well. See, I can't really judge the Star Wars one right now because the time we saw it with you down there, I couldn't get the full effect because we're too far back on the street and you couldn't see all the projections. I thought it was cool, but I can't give it an overall review until I actually get the full effect of it. Yeah. You got to get a little more centered and forward so you can see everything. Which I hear they're making it easier now. They're actually making that stage portable so they can actually remove it during the night so they can actually fit more people up there. Oh, that'll be good then. Yeah, because that was the biggest problem. Everybody was, I mean, well, I was trying to line up where you guys were going to go watch the show real quick. It was probably like two and a half hours before it was even going on, and it was already starting to fill up the center. And I was like, there's no way I'm hanging out here with a one-year-old for two and a half hours. How do I keep a one-year-old entertained for two and a half hours for till fireworks start? So... That obviously didn't happen, so we had to wait till you guys got done with the show, and we are obviously back on the street, and those pillars kind of blocked the projectors a little bit. So I thought the fireworks were neat, what we could see, and the music was cool. But I, I need to see the full effect before I make an overall decision. So I'd have to go right now Illuminations, which I still I still love right now. But we'll see how much longer that going to be. From what I'm hearing, uh, rumor-wise, recently as of last week, that is one of the it is well it is now the oldest fireworks show on property and there's rumors that illuminations could be replaced in the next year or two yeah it's been around for a while so it's definitely they replace wishes so illuminations would be naturally the next step i agree i definitely agree i mean i'm hearing a lot of different rumors coming out of what's going on at epcot i'm hearing um They've been doing flight uh, flight balloon testing over at Universe of Energy, which I'll be honest, I can't remember the last time I've even been on the Universe of Energy. I had been like a kid. I, have I no think idea. last year is my last time on it. I'm definitely going to ride it a couple times soon. If the rumors are true that October 1st roughly will be its last last time, so I want to ride it a couple times. Did you fall asleep on it? Um, I have in the past, but you know, my last couple of rides I did not. Yeah, I mean, there's been rumors that it's going to be replaced by either a Guardians of the Galaxy ride or a Tron ride. There's been, um, well, I don't know if it's really rumors, there's been permits filed for ground moving to move waterways and everything around it. So we'll, we'll see how true that is. I also heard that there's a rumor that there could be a Tron ride coming to uh, Tomorrowland and Magic Kingdom where the Speedway is, which I think that's... In my opinion, the, Tron would fit the, better over there. Yeah, absolutely. Than uh, absolutely. Epcot, but I also don't feel like Tron or Guardians of the Galaxy really fits with the Epcot theming, unless they're going to do a whole theme. I mean, I guess I can't really say Tron doesn't fit in where Universe of Energy is, because let's be honest, the newer version of Test Track is pretty much Tron theme, in my opinion. Yeah, it's very Tron related. So. I, I guess I really couldn't see them putting a... Tr I can't say a Tron ride wouldn't fit in that area. I don't think it would make sense to put a Tron theme ride next to Test Track, which 
has that feel of Tron with the dark and blue li uh, lights and everything in there. I would probably say they probably would have to go Guardians of the Galaxy to, because it would just be like two rides. Tron just doesn't make sense. So I guess in my opinion is it will probably be a Guardians of the Galaxy ride, which I think it'll be more definitely more um, balancing. I believe. Yeah, they're gonna actually put a real Tron ride. I I would hope they will put it over in Magic Kingdom and Tomorrowland, which. If it's any, oh, the rumor is it's that um, like that roller coaster ride that's out in Shanghai that you're like sitting on a motorcycle kind of roller coaster which looks pretty cool. But that's the one rumor I heard about Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, I hear there's possible updates coming in Mission Space, kind of changing the journey of it and everything, which I kind of agree with. I don't really ride Mission Space anymore. It's all right to me. It's it's, it's intense. I mean, you got to be ready for it. Yeah, uh, it's very intense. Especially I, Code Orange. I just would rather... Uh, I, 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 there's other stuff I'd rather do there, like Test Track and Soar and everything. Um, other big rumor, which... I know people love this person, but I feel it's way overdue for a change, mainly because kids these days don't know who he is, is Figment. I just think that Figment has run its course. I know they brought him back after everybody uh, cried about it and made a... Uh, Figment ride, but in my opinion is if this rumor is true, it'd be great. Um, an Inside Out replacing Imagination—that is the one rumor. What is your thoughts on that? Um, I like. I really enjoyed the Inside Out movie. Um, I think it'd be a good incorporation because he already goes over the senses. So, and Inside Out is all about senses. So, I think it'd be a good tie-in and appropriate replacement. Yeah, it's inside out's like senses, emotions kind of thing. So yeah, it, make, it makes sense. I mean, put a little ride in there. I mean, joy and sadness are very popular uh, meet and greets there at Epcot right now. I remember last time we were down there, we got to meet Baymax, but we didn't meet joy and sadness because they had a longer line. Um, well, what else have you been hearing about Epcot? Um, I also was discussing the other day that potential additions of countries include Spain and Brazil. Is that the first time I've heard this? So it makes me wonder if that might be a reality. Yeah, that rumor's been flying around for a couple of years now, hasn't it? Yeah, maybe they are due for an addition, but we'll see when it actually happens is the question. And then I hear the Ratatouille rumors coming around. Yep, in France, that they've been pulling permits for more space back there. I think that'd be pretty cool. I saw the permits that they filed for all the backstage room and like all like pretty much where they have cars parked uh, to make a big building. Which would my thought is obviously if they have a, they're building a big building backstage attached to the, uh, the area, it has to be a ride. And I guess Ratatouille makes sense for Fran uh, France, but do you think it's a little late for that? Like, isn't that movie pretty oh, it, it could be they just introduced the ride over in Disneyland Paris. It's oh, doing well, so um, it could be it could be something that does well here. Okay, or it's newer over there. I'm not sure how how recently it was released, but I know it's something that's newer. Okay, because isn't that movie like ten years old? Yeah, oh yeah, it's definitely yeah. pretty old. <laughs> so I mean, that's what makes me a little surprised they're finally doing it. I mean, it'd be I, I guess they're trying to make Epcot have more rides and. Um, the latest ride, obviously, they did do was Frozen, which is a hit and a long wait. <laughs> um, long wait. But, yeah, I mean, it makes sense to put something back there in France because there isn't any rides in the back area of uh, of Epcot in World Showcase. Um, obviously, there's a show, but that's a little different. You hearing any other rumors about uh, coming to Epcot at all? Not aside from that, no, it's... I think we hit all the bases that I've really heard. Okay, yeah. Biggest thing is hope, possible illumination replacement, which hopefully uh, I can see it one more time before that even becomes a reality. That was the one thing I was sad about with Wishes. It's like they announced it. Here's the last date. And it was like, I can't get down there before then. <laughs> uh, so hopefully we'll know a date on that if that does come true. A little more heads up before it actually happens. I think we'll get, I think we'll get some more heads up with that one. I don't think they're going to do it anytime too soon, but I definitely think we'll get more notice yeah uh, what other rumors are you hearing about down there um i've heard that the um in animal kingdom the affection station 
over in Rafiki's Planet Watch, that whole area might be converted over to something more Zootopia-related. Really? Yep, I just heard that as well last week, actually. That would be kind of cool. I don't really... We've gone to Rafiki's, like, once or twice. I mean, it's kind of neat. It's a petting zoo. Yeah, there's some education in there. I like that you can watch the vets do their thing and um, learn a little bit about nutrition, but... They can be incorporating Zootopia definitely bring up more attendance back there. Yeah, I mean, what kid really wants to go to the parks to learn? They want to go there to have fun. Petting the animals is fun, but the actual educational part of it, you know, you got to bring some sort of element to draw the kids in a little more. Zootopia sounds like a pretty cool idea. I mean, yeah, that's definitely a movie they need to hit up somewhere in one of the parks, Zootopia. It's still fresh. Still fresh, yeah. I think the only thing they've done is meet and greets. So that's it. The only thing I think they need to do in one of the parks I would love to see, especially with a newer movie coming out, is um, The Incredibles. Yeah, all they've ever gotten is a meet and greet as well. Yeah, I mean, that's... I mean, Incredibles were pretty popular back then, and now they're coming out with a second movie. I mean, you think maybe they want to hit something on that. I mean, where could they put a Incredible ride, in my opinion, though? Um, I'd expect Hollywood Studios. I've also heard with Hollywood Studios that potential, like, one man's dream, um, and I'm not sure if they'd incorporate also Little Mermaid, but, like, behind there that they might build a Monsters Inc. land. Hmm. I'm not sure how true that is, but... That's, is there enough room back there between where Toy Story is and that backstage? Because I think what's left backstage... Behind One Man's Dream is that parking garage. And I'm not sure like how much room there is. I'm not sure like what they could demolish and kind of repurpose land. I'm not sure. Well, if, if you look at it, Little Mermaid, yeah, it's a show, but they have a Little Mermaid, Mermaid ride over in Magic Kingdom. One Man's Dream, you really could move it anywhere. The only other place I could see that might be due for a move is maybe take out... Buzz Lightyear's uh, the, over in Magic Kingdom because you have Toy Story Mania over in Hollywood Studios. Don't kind of understand a little bit of why they have two different shooting games involving Toy Story characters. Two different parks. I don't know. I can see something going over there sooner or later too. Yeah, and plus that ride is in dire need of an update. Oh yeah, last time I was in there the walls are falling apart. On <laughs> They don't even have the Buzz Lightyear at the beginning anymore in the, in the line. He's Behind a wall, uh, curtain. Yeah, if he's not working, he can <laughs> shut down. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I could see something finally going there where uh, Buzz Lightyear is now. I just feel like that's due for either refurbishment big time or it's time to put something else there because you got Toy Story Mania over in Hollywood Studios. Get something fresh in there. But I understand Incredibles probably wouldn't be the best place in Tomorrowland. I think it would probably be better in Hollywood Studios just to really put something. Yeah, but you also don't know what's so. going to happen with uh, well you got Launch Bay right now where you do the meet and greets and see a lot of the stuff but I would imagine that's going to move back in the new Star Wars land because it's not going to be that's not going to be next to there it's going to be further down where Streets of America used to be yeah I think they're going to move I think all that will get moved to Star Wars land so you're going to have that whole building empty then so what does that become you never know yeah, I mean, it's I, I real estate to be used. Yeah, so they could they could technically, I can see the monsters, and you could do something back by Launch Bay and have it go over towards where that parking lot is, or the parking garage is. That makes sense. That'd be kind of cool. And there's rumors that it's going to change, they're going to change the name of the park when it once again. I'm just curious, to, I'm just curious to what they're going to choose. Yeah, you never know. I mean, a lot of stuff's going, well, you got Pixar, you got Star Wars, I mean, it's... I don't know what name you can come up with. Yeah, that's really going to encompass it all. But everything's changing there. I mean, uh, there's also the rumor about Great Movie Ride by the end of the year being gone. I heard. That would be a shock to me because I know uh, Turner Classics just sponsored it. So I don't know if... Yeah, but their contract's up in September. That's very short. Yeah, it was a very short contract, which makes you go... Normally, when Disney gets a contract with somebody like that, they put a like a five to ten year plan on that. I think it's only been like three or four. Yeah, so I mean, that. yeah, probably less than that. So I mean, 
be honest with you, I wouldn't be surprised because Great Movie Ride doesn't really fit the theme with the rest of that park anymore. And as it's changing, I think you're really going to change the name. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if you're changing the name of the park, everything's going like Pixar, Star Wars, uh, and all, and you got Frozen stuff there. I mean, it just seems like it's it might be time for that to change. But there's also that rumor that our Tower of Terror is sooner or later going to change too to what uh, is over in Disneyland. I've heard that. Or to Guardians of the Galaxy Breakout. Yeah, which is really popular from what I hear. I hear their average wait time is like four hours. <laughs> yeah. Which, that's that's pretty insane. I, I'm sorry, I would never wait in a four-hour line for anything. No. <laughs> Let's spend $100 go to the park, and two-thirds of that $100 is going towards waiting in line for one ride. <laughs> yeah, that's physically the same, like the ride, the actual ride function. Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely see. There's just so much going over Hollywood Studios that they, the Toy Story Land and the Star Wars Land that you got to wonder these other things like where do they fit into the theming of the whole park anymore? And you just got great movie ride right in the middle there that just doesn't have any theming with anything around it anymore. And Indiana Jones, I wonder. I've always wondered if they'll keep that. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised that's gone. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if to- uh, to- Tower of Terror changes to something, and I wouldn't be surprised if. Rock and Roller Coaster just changes its theming. I've heard that, yeah. I've heard Rock and Roller Coaster make it different theming. Yeah, I mean, how much longer is that contract with uh, Aerosmith anyway? I think mean, that's pretty coming up too, so that's due. There's also Fantastic due for an upgrade too. I've heard that with the opening of the new lands, they might upgrade that to make it more in line with what they have over at Disneyland. Yeah, I mean, I... That park just needs so much updating. Whenever this two new parks open up or two new areas open up, they got to do something with the front area that's just being left behind. <laughs> because if you don't, uh, it's just going to have everything's going to be a draw to the back, and those lines in the front are going to be short. <laughs> but yeah, I, guess I agree. Kind of what they're expecting, anyways. But yeah, I could see Little Mermaid having to change. One Man's Dream, I love it. I love working it. I learned a lot about Walt back here, but. I could see that moving. I could even see that moving to where Launch Bay is now in some capacity if they have to. Because looking at the maps and everything and all the renderings for Toy Story Land and the entrance there and where they're starting to rope or mark off the area to get to Toy Story Land, I wonder if that building right to the left of One Man's Dream right before the entrance to where Toy Story Land is going to be is going to be cut in half and knocked down a little bit because it's not used for anything. It used to be the Narnia show and then like what else was it Captain Jack Sparrow they had a Pirates of the Caribbean yeah they don't use it for anything like that anymore right they don't use it for anything right now right correct yeah the last thing was the um, Pirates thing I believe yeah so there's like nothing there so I can see that cutting that building off a little bit to make that gap a little wider between that area and into Pixar land so you never know so much going on down there it's just tough to say what could happen yeah only time will tell <laughs> well I think uh, everybody is uh, going to be surprised in my opinion everybody's going to be really surprised when this park opens uh, the new lands so Toy Story Land next year and then Star Wars Land the year after I think Hollywood Studios which is on your my list at number 4 won't be number 4 on our list uh after the next two years, I feel like that's gonna shoot right up there, especially oh, yeah. Star Wars. I, I'm I'm a Star Wars geek, and I'm looking forward to that opening. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward forward to a dedicated Star Wars area. It's gonna be wonderful. Now, I'm still interested to see how it all works. I mean, where they're putting it, uh, they're leaving that part of that building up there for Streets of America. Just wondering how that's all gonna work, but I guess time will tell. Yeah, I think. I don't know if they're going to keep it up. They have part of it right now covered with um, tarps. So it makes me wonder if they're tearing it down or going to reuse the structure. Well, from what I was told when I was down there, the reason they left that one building up there was to actually clean it up and use it for something. But I'm kind of like, where does that part of that building, like an apartment-looking building, fit into any theming around here anymore? Yeah. Doesn't at all. Yeah, so I just see a lot of changes coming to Hollywood Studios. I see... 
uh, probably sci-fi disappearing into some some sort of restaurant. Just, just, just do for it. <laughs> Star Wars theme probably. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's good space for it. A lot of changes coming, and a lot of stuff we can definitely talk about on future episodes. So I think we will call that a night for our first episode. Just want to thank everybody for uh, listening in uh, and listening to me and Alex talk for an hour. Uh, over the next couple uh, podcasts, we'll get to some other stuff and talk different things. Uh, we're not going to keep it the same agenda every time, this and that. Uh, we'll probably get into some maybe some trivia next time. Maybe uh, next time we'll get... Um, we're trying to get Christy, our one agent, who is going to be on a Disney cruise next week uh, for 10 days. We'll try to get her on the, on our podcast to talk a little bit about our Disney cruise and hopefully Alex will come back talk a little Disney cruise also. Maybe we'll have a little fun and do a little competition with maybe a little trivia with Alex Ooh. and Christy and <laughs> see who knows their stuff better. What do you think, Alex? you think you take her? That sounds great. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, I just want to thank everybody for listening in. Thank you, Alex, for joining us. Hi, right, guys. Thanks for tuning in, Bill. Thanks for having me. All right. We will talk to you guys later. Thank you.